we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich man Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 y
<laughs> so Charlamagne paid for it? Oh yeah, he was gonna pay for it anyway. I was okay. just saying if I can get y'all out, I was lying. <laughs> well, we had yes. a good time though. Yes, All right. we did. We had a good time. All right, well let's get the show cracking. Of course, front page news where we break down what's happening. Tesla and Figaro will be joining us. And then get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. Let's get the show cracking. And uh, again, I was telling you I had the problem with my baby, 17-month-old. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. But I went to school yesterday. Her blanket was there. And now she is the happiest baby ever. There's no more crying. Uh-huh. There's no more. She didn't eat that. What? She slept so well last night. That's all it took. No food, no wow. nothing. Nothing. She just needed that little blanket. She like wow. uh, Lionel of Charlie Brown. Yes, and yeah. the blankie's so dirty, you got to wash it every day because she drags it on the floor on the playground, but Aww. it's all good. As long as she wasn't crying, that's all I care about. That's right. Up. Show cracking. Let's go. It's the Breakfast Club on BET. I love it, man. What? What you love? If you can go out and have a night of drinks, you tired. some drugs. You're on twice. And, you know, be up for to do morning radio, you really love what you do. Mm-hmm. Right, Jess? Let's just try to get our headphones. You turn just mic on, just mics on. All right. It's it's one, yes. Morning, everybody. We are the Breakfast Club. We got our guest co host, Jess Hilarious, and it's time for some front page news. Teslin Figaro is here. Good morning, Tez. Good morning, DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God, and Jess back with us again. Good morning. Tez. Now, last night, the Knicks lost to the Heat 109-101. It didn't look good for my Knicks last night. Mm. Man, the Heat just hit everything last night. Everything. They were playing good defense, but they lost. All right? Now, the Lakers beat the Warriors. I didn't stand for that game. Charlamagne, did you adjust the job? I did, because when I was walking in the house, the game was still on, so I watched it. You know, tell us anything about it. Was it good? Was it not good? <laughs> it was heartbreaking. I'm, I, I mean, because I picked the Warriors to win the championship uh, before the year's over. Now mm-hmm. they down three one. Mm-hmm. But Lakers lead that series three to one. I just Heat said that. Lead the series three to one. <laughs> All right, now we got to get into the front page news. Now, a Brownsville driver who hit a crowd of asylum seekers is charged with manslaughter. What's going on with that, Tess? Yeah. So over the weekend, you know, we had heard about uh, the crowd being hit, but now they have identified uh, who actually was the driver. So police in Texas has identified 34 year old George Alvarez as the driver who plowed into a group of people near a migrant shelter Sunday morning in Brownsville, Texas. Now, eight people died and 10 were injured as a result of the crash. Alvarez has been charged with reckless driving, eight counts of manslaughter and 10 counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Now, he tried to flee the scene, but he was held down by bystanders. Authorities are awaiting a toxicology report to see if he was impaired. They have not ruled out if it was intentional, and authorities said that he had an extensive rap sheet. Now, the victims were migrants seeking asylum, and speaking of migrants seeking asylum, Title 42 expires this Thursday, and they are expecting 10 to 15,000 migrants at the border ready to enter the U.S. Now, President Biden has sent 1,500 troops to do paperwork. Uh, um, but Texas Coven, uh, Governor Abbott said he is sending troops for protection. So this is kind of like a versus battle between protection and paperwork. Uh, Abbott has announced a new National Guard unit called the Texas Tactical Border Force. Take a listen of what he had to say. We'll talk about it on the other side. We're here today because of the impending end of Title 42 policy. With the Biden administration ending Title 42 this Thursday. President Biden is laying down a welcome mat to people across the entire world saying that the United States border is wide open and it would lead to an incredible amount of people coming across the border illegally. So say that again, Ted Biden sending troops for paperwork. Yes. 
Yeah, so he's sending 1,500 troops, and he defended it by saying that uh, there's not enough agents at the border to process uh, folks coming in. <laughs> so he's sending them to do paperwork, data what? entry, um, not for actual law enforcement. And so Govern, uh, Governor Abbott was like, no, nah, that's not it. In Bi- true Charlemagne fashion. <laughs> yeah, said, Bi- Biden a damn lie. Biden's sending those troops for protection, too. He's just wording it better. For political you word reasons. It differently. Don't right. that sound yeah. crazy though? Even if, even if so, you, you send these trained troops. Ain't no troops going to do no damn paperwork. To do some paperwork. They're not secretaries. <laughs> <laughs> like stop. That's what he said. And Abbott was like, "No, we're giving them all the tools that they need, all the weapons that they need, even giving them uh, stuff for the water." And I mean, they're yeah, really. Right. He, he said. So Abbott is like, "So this is the verses that we don't need um, because I think about from a military standpoint, you have two different troops." who are under different commands. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that that itself won't be a problem. You, you know what I'm saying? And you're speaking from a veteran perspective, Taz. You're a veteran. From a veteran perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I have to remind folks I'm a veteran. Um, but yeah, that that is, uh, that. I, I don't know what this is going to look like on Thursday. And then don't forget New York. Uh, a lot of these folks will be shipped right on to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, Governor Abbott is going to be sending folks uh, right to uh, New York and other cities and say, you know, hey, since you believe in welcoming everybody, Get ready to get a, a load of migrants uh, on in the following weeks. And as far as that uh that Brownsville driver man, uh lock lock them up. You know what I'm saying? Throw throw them yeah. under the jail because there is nobody I hate that much that I'm going to throw my freedom out the window for them. Like if you hate somebody that much, ignore them. But you're going to run your car through them, and now you about to go to prison. Yeah, lock him yeah. up. You, yep. you deserve it. You earned that. And allegedly, uh, and this is still alleged, they have not confirmed it. They said that he was uh, shouting racial slurs. They don't know yet. Um, that's why they're saying they're not ruling it out if mm-hmm. it was intentional or not, or if he was just drunk or what the deal is. So uh, more facts should be coming out with that, you know, in the days to come. But uh, it's just you got folks getting caught in, in barbed wire. Um, you got mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of folks trying to get over you. There's no really any structure. People are going to be seeking asylum. How is that going to work on the spot? You no, know, President Biden is also sending asylum judges to make decisions on who should come and who should not come so um, just prepare for this to be a uh, a definitely political issue uh, especially as we go into 2024 mm-hmm. and I predict uh, uh, former President Trump will also be talking about this Wednesday at his CNN town hall mm-hmm. all right well that is front page news thank you Tez we'll see you in a couple minutes absolutely everybody else the people's choice uh the people's choice get it off your chest 800-585-1051 if you need to vent phone lines are wide open and a friend of mine just hit me Charlemagne shout to uh splash he said it's not lionel it's linus but the blankie it's okay. linus mm. tell him thank you we appreciate the charlie brown tutorial <laughs> all right just want to tell you <laughs> but get it off your chest 800-585-1051 it's the breakfast club come on the breakfast club your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake, wake up! Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, DJ Envy? All the men that God and uh, who's the guest right now? Jess Hilarious. I ain't no guest. This is my family now. I'm on here. <laughs> no, no. Jess is honestly the best candidate for the third uh, co-host. Thank like, you. You funny. You live. It's, it's not even just a compliment. That's just what it is. All right, Thank all right. You. You I got to keep pouring it on. Hayden. Hayden. What's up, All right, all right. So, <laughs> Charlamagne, I just saw the last latest episode of Friendly Idiots. Man, y'all be on Taylor for real. Who is Taylor? Why? Taylor's one of the producers up here that Charlamagne be bullying. We got producers oh, up here? Ah. He'll shut up, man. She's, uh, she's standing behind me, me giggling right now. Say something, Taylor. 
What's that? What's that? What's that? What's happening? What's happening? Hey, look. Hey, you really was on Andrew, like for real. Like you stood up for yourself. It was that's disrespectful. That's real. It was violent. It was. I'm not even gonna lie. Tell the man his arm no, don't work. No, it wasn't. Thank you. I appreciate it. Huh? Well, you want to fill us in what happened? No, yeah, I was gonna I say don't. I'm trying to figure don't out. Go listen to the brilliant idiots if you want to find out what happened. My sperm don't okay. work. And brilliant idiots business is brilliant idiots business. Breakfast club business Damn. is breakfast club business. Jesus. Okay. Right. Hello, who's this? Yeah, what's up? This is Hannah. Hannah, good morning. Get it off your chest. I need to address weak ass dudes. Weak ass men? Yes. Who hurt you, Mama? Who are flexing a big game, but then behind the scenes they're being abusive. What's his name? Jason. What happened, Mama? It's not to me. It's to my homegirl. You're not going to call the proper, the proper authorities? What? You're not going to call the proper authorities? Oh, I, we did it today. All right. You're not going to tell us much. I'll he just... trashes her place. He threatens to pull up. He's thrown her to the ground. We're good on it. Jess, if this was your homegirl, what would you tell her? Leave. I've what already told Leave. her. I said, place yeah. a restraining order. Definitely call the police, like yeah, Charlemagne said. Document definitely. everything, and, and if he puts hands on it, he should be arrested. Absolutely. Exactly. That's what we're working on. Because this obviously ain't the first time this happened, so, Not like, he definitely been doing this. This is repeated. He has been escalating. That's what I'm saying. It's only getting worse. And don't try to be a superhero yourself. Don't try to go up there and, yeah. and, and fight. No, you call the police. Unless you got a pistol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah That's why we talk about the gun training. You said it's why it's good to have gun license, all that. Protect yourself. You a young woman, got to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hello, who's this? MV. What's up, MV? What's up, Trap? Charlamagne. Peace, sis. What's happening? I'm telling you, I guess drunk as hell. And it's not a guest co-host. I'm a part of the family. I'm about to tell you that again, Trey, if I see. <laughs> well, well, well. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> and it isn't just makes me chuckle. Mm-hmm. What's up, girl? How you? I'm good. How you doing? Don't act like that because you, you was cool when I met you. Yeah, but remember you said you didn't like me, and I feel like it's, it's still a little stench there when you when you speak my name, so... <laughs> Oh, you met you met Travis at the you, Black Effect I Podcast do. Festival. You probably don't even remember. Nope. Yeah, y'all took a yeah, picture yeah, and everything. Remember. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Because she, she, she was like 4'2", and I thought she was like 6'3". Six, like six, <laughs> she said, oh, Big Jess. She said, she said you look a little <laughs> average, so she doesn't remember. She said you, you look average. No, mediocre. I did not. Typical. No. Mediocre. Typical. Stuck in the bigotry. Oh, no, baby, I'm fine. One thing about me, I'm fine. Okay, talk that talk, Trav. <laughs> what you want, Trav? I was calling something. This being fine, y'all. I'm just having man issues. You can't find that's hard to vent about it. We but call I it. thought I met the one, y'all. Oh, what happened? We call that bus driver. Tell us about the bus driver. Wait, where's Sorry, telling you a bus driver. He ghosted you. <laughs> yeah, he goes. I don't want no bus driver. I ain't seen nothing about no bus driver, <laughs> I man. Bus struggle. I said bus struggle. Okay. Oh, well, technically, you need a butt driver. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> right? You want a butt driver? Y'all gonna give me chance? Y'all give me chance like Ebony Williams? Trav, listen. <laughs> what happened? Why he ghost you? Oh, so I know why he ghosted me now. So because you had because like, game was trash. Then, then he ghosted me because I'm hanging out with this other guy one time because he do music. So me and a boy doing music, strictly doing music together. We get to talking. Come to find out. The boy I was talking to was his boyfriend for a whole year. Damn, oh, so you wow. was a little side piece. Yeah, I didn't even know. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, I was a side piece. You know what I did? What? what? I humped his boyfriend since he ghosted me. You humped, your, you humped his boyfriend? Huh? This is crazy. Yeah, I humped his boyfriend. Sure did. They call that 3D, right? 
If you sleep with you, what they call oh my what? God, what? No, you 3D. slept with one guy, then slept with his boyfriend. Don't they call that three D in y'all community? Do you have a gay dictionary or something? Like, this is what you do. Like, like, he, 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 he know more about the community. Than I was ready to say, look, you teaching Trav something. Like, did, did I get a three D? Am I three D? Okay, Trav, who is better though? Trav, right, uh, who is better? Don't buy us now. You want to buy? You want to buy? Say you buy now. Yeah, who is better, Trav? Um, well, I'm, I, well, I like the other one more, so um, I'm like, sad. Trey, I'm gonna be honest with you. you <laughs> 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 they, they ran through you. <laughs> they ran oh through God, you, bro, bro. He is a <laughs> Travis. Yeah. If you and your man run through something, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. You, you know, you, you ain't come out on the receiving end, the good receiving well, end. You don't that know what, what receiving what end Travis came out. Trust on. me, he probably do know. Oh, you right. <laughs> <laughs> He's speaking about it a lot. He know. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? That's crazy. Hi. This is Elaine Donovan. Hey, Elaine. Good morning. What's up, Elaine? Good morning. Hi. Oh, my God. I can't believe I got through. I just want to tell you guys I love what you're doing. Um, DJ Newby and Charlemagne. I actually came to your event in Atlanta on the 22nd. The mental health... Um, for the Black, Black Effect Podcast? Festival. No, that was the Black Effect Podcast Black Festival. Yes, I yes. loved it because I have a I have a children's book on mental health. Oh, oh no, you know what? I do a mental wealth expo uh, in October, but uh, what you came to in Atlanta was the Black Effect Podcast Black Effect. Festival. Yeah. Yes, I loved it. I just want to say thank you guys for everything that you do. I listen to you in the morning. You definitely brighten up my day. And I would love for you guys to check out my book. Well, send it up, Ellen. Allow me to send it to you. What is it? The mental health uh, recharge or something? No, my book. I'm a children's author. My book is called Dazzling Dancing Diva. Oh, okay, okay. Charlamagne mm -hmm. will be listening for this. And I would know. love to send. It, I would love to send um, a book, a couple of books to um, your girls. I know you both have girls. Yeah, hold yes. on. All right, we'll put you on hold and give you the address and all that. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Keep doing what you're doing. No, because somebody gave me a children's book about mental health. I got it at the house now. Uh, mm. That's why it's called the Mental Health Recharge or something. Hello, who's this? This is Jazz from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Hey, Jazz. Good morning. Get it off your chest. I just want to vent about income limit. First off, y'all, I'm sick of this <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a single mom of three. Um, I make 55 a year. I'm being told I don't make enough money or I make too much money to get any kind of help. But I don't. I don't I don't every time I get goes to somewhere else, I pay childcare, I pay bills, I pay all this stuff. And I can't get any help. And like why? Yeah, if you make sixty five thousand dollars a year and you got three kids, that's not enough money. And I, I was told that I make too much for income based housing. I make too much for food stamps. I get child care assistance, but I still have to pay five hundred dollars a month of the child care. Damn. Mm. Like what? It's like this. I literally have to quit my job and do absolutely nothing to get help, and that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. I have a bachelor's degree. Like I'm working my butt off to show my girls what life is supposed to be like, but I am underwater. And I, I respect your grind and I respect your hustle, but this is why people uh, who always say you got to get a college degree and that's going to lead to some guaranteed upward mobility. They lie. That is not true. <clears throat> Mm -mm. They absolutely lied. What, what like I'm, I, I got a bachelor's degree. I'm a certified dental assistant. I'm in real estate school. Mm. I started working on my master's, but you know, life gets in the way with stuff like that. Of course, three kids. 
Where's your, like my my girls are three, six, and nine. Where's the daddy? Is the daddy paying any money? I mean, they do what they can, but it's always you know excuses. Sometimes it's I don't have it, but even when they don't have it, I gotta find it. Right. Them yeah. not having it doesn't mean that I don't need it. Well, we right. got Jess Hilarious here. She's a young uh, female entrepreneur. Don't just sit there drunk, Jess. Give us some advice. <laughs> First of all, hey, how you doing? Um, <laughs> girl, take them downtown. What's going on? Take them downtown to do what? To the police station. Put them on papers. That's what she means. Do you yeah. understand what Jess is saying? No. I mean, okay, hear me out, right? Yes. Like... I'm, yes, I'm struggling, and I want to get ahead, but that puts them in a struggle, too. I get it, Jazz, but why you care nah. about their struggle? They're, that's your kids. At yeah. the end of the day, your kids got to eat. Your kids need clothes. Your kids got to be put I in agree. activities. Your kids need right. school. Your, your, your kids need backpacks and pens and all the other things that kids need. You're not taking that money for yourself. You're not going to the store buying Chanel and Hermes and Birkins. Right. You put, you're putting no, this on no, your no, kids. No, that's why it's called support. Yeah, Child no, support. Exactly. They you need that support, money. They, man. They laid down and with you. They should be paying half them babies. They just look at you crazy when you do stuff like that. They don't look at you crazy. Girl, you know how many People gonna no. look at you crazy. Don't nobody care about how nobody look at them. What are we talking about? Look, child support, it's been a stigma put on it because a lot of women use it against men, like, you know, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not for what it's really for. You need help. You have three children right. and uh, three dads, two dads, however many that ain't doing what they need to do. That's that's what the court is there for. Absolutely. No, it's not about how they look at you. They was looking at you that night. They made them babies the different way, right? right. And just no, like, just they so just so we clear, oh, this ain't no Jesus. baby daddy thing. Like these were, I was married. Uh, one of them, we're currently going through a divorce, so it's not like no, they got paid for the kids. It's still Jess, you ever put your baby daddy on child support? It's still, huh? You ever had your baby daddy on child support? No. Oh, you never had to. Never had to do that. But so, in this situation, I mean, Jazz, I would put I would put him on on child support absolutely. to get your money. You shouldn't be struggling out here doing everything that you're trying to get your masters, going to real estate school, working, yeah. and all this for three babies and these other three guys. Are going, I'm struggling too. Nine. Come downtown, like Jess said. Yes, yeah, almost somebody <laughs> going through a divorce. Yeah, that's their fault. Yeah. All right, Jazz. I hope hope Jazz, I helped you. Take him downtown, like Jess said. DJ MV, check your DMs. I need some credit help. I, I got you. Downtown. Well, you can all have Underscore Hey Jazz. Jesus, that was fast. And jazz, then, and then, go get that child support, Jazz. Say, and then I'm going to send you the address to downtown. I'm going to send you the address to downtown. Go you got to go downtown. <laughs> you welcome, babe. I ain't get it, Jazz, but all right. That's the send way it again. to my love. All right, I'll send it down. Thank you. And keep right, taking, taking it around babies. and around. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. And shout, shout to the credit dude who uh, is out there you, fixing Jess? people's credit. If you ever need it, he's there for you guys. Just follow him on uh, Instagram or social media or whatever. Yes, I am. I'm no. with you. You told him to go downtown. I'm yo, with you. She over there struggling. You like, downtown. No. Like, yo, what is going on in here? Sometimes you just got to ignore him, Jess. Just ignore no. him. I understand what you meant. Like, yo. <laughs> now, this is the thing. Jess, we got Jess with the mess. You got a tease for us? Oh my God, yes. So look, <laughs> last night, right? She I saw Charlemagne old face before he got with the um the, his uh, cosmetologist or dermatologist. Dermatologist, yes, and all that time I thought it was makeup. Yo, it was given very much like the cast of The Wire. He really? had a Baltimore struggle face. Malik Yoba? Oh my God, way worse. Because Malik Yoba, was, oh my, I'm talking about dark eyes like a little raccoon. What is, oh, I was like, oh my God, what is this giving? I felt so bad for him. I was like, I see what's going on. You know why you had the whole face transplant. Jesus Christ. <laughs> when we come back, Jess with the mess is next. It's yes. the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That is the team. 
The Breakfast Club. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. 
How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host Jess Hilarious here. Yes, yes. indeed. Yes. And let's get to Jess with the mess. It's Jess with the mess. Am I using my real Child, the ghetto. This is the rumor report. Am I using my real on the Breakfast Club? Ooh, honey, it's ghetto up in here. Jay Z's alleged son Ramir Satter Sat Satterth Wait. That's what? funny. Sa- it's, What's it, you drunk, yo. You still Sat- drunk. Wait. No, you, you read it in. Sa- and even with your lisp, you will mess this up. <laughs> Santorth Waith files new Supreme Court motion to force Jay-Z into taking a paternity test. Now, Ramir, this is this, yo, he's been trying to prove that he is this guy's son for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. He first said it in uh, 2011. Um, it was originally filed back then. Ramir claims Jay-Z had an affair with his mother back in the 90s and has been petitioning for a paternity test since the case was first filed. Um, he wants the case on sale, stating Jay-Z has kept it under wraps to avoid taking a paternity test. It's like, what y'all think the standpoint is on that? Because for me, it's like, you know... But he got to be, what, like 30 years old? You got to yeah. be in his 30s? Oh, yeah, yeah, He's definitely so my he's, age. He's not going to get no no money from, from Hove, but I don't know. I mean... I I think so that... He just wants to know if Jehovah is his dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is yeah. Jehovah? Jehovah is a rapper from I said South Because he wanted to say oh. Jay-Z, but then he, he said Hove. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, he didn't mean to, so we can edit that out. Because he didn't Jay-Z, say Jehovah. Jay-Z got a lot of sons, so get in line. Okay. Yeah, but to be honest, what's crazy is um, I found the picture 
uh, where he looked just like his alleged that dad. That man don't look nothing like Yes, he did the smile, yo. If somebody didn't say, oh, that guy's saying he's Jay-Z's son, y'all would never say that. They look nothing alike. That's Serious Jones. No, they, no, serious. Look <laughs> at this. You can Jones. tell That's in the Safari. Teeth. Look at that Safari, that's, man. That's that Safari, no. That's one of the actors on Power. He still look like, hey, yo. It's giving somebody Tyler Perry used, not Power. <laughs> it wouldn't be on there. But to be honest, they got the same teeth. When you got the same man. teeth as a nigga. No, for real. When you got the same teeth as a person, it, it's, I do. I do feel like this. And why would you keep it up? Why would you keep it up? You 31 years old and you still saying that this guy is just. But I, I would say this. Or if I was a young, or he's not a young man, but if I was if I was a gentleman mm. and and my mom or, or, the, or, or the hood told me Jay is my pops, I would want to know. I, I would want to know just for myself. Yeah. But if I'm Jay-Z and I don't think it's, I'm not taking no DNA test. No, and hell what is no. The mom, like, what is the mom doing? Because it's just right man, but is the mom trying to, like, I don't know. I, you can't I, get no money from about him. Her. If you it's find, over. And I'm not even just talking so, about so him. Maybe he just wants to know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not even just talking about him, but if you find out your mom was smashing somebody who had some status and mm. some wealth mm. and, and that you didn't could know be who your, your pops was, mm. you're probably going to be like, yo, that person could potentially you be check, my right? pops. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe this story. Some think that Jay-Z should just take it if he's confident that it's not his son and then some people are just but like, Jay, nah, he just wants... Jay can't take it because if Jay takes that test, mm-hmm. it's going to be... a thousand kids out there that says well Jay's my dad Jay's my yeah. dad and it's gonna start a he whole smashed routine. routine he smashed my mother he smashed my mother back exactly. in the day <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be a whole routine remember what he said on do it again that yeah, was about that, her 6am kicked yeah. out he kicked out so he, can't, he, so he can't do it he cannot do that <laughs> well I just wanted to let y'all know she it was in the big cold video shut up man hey yo who mother everybody mad mothers was in the big yeah, pimping video yeah that's what I said his grandmother's in the big pimping video <laughs> right now mm-hmm. yes that's nasty Real nasty. Anyway, Cardi B is seizing $640 from Tasha K. Broke a- Oh, my God. Why y'all put that in there? Say no. Nah. Uh, is it 640 or 640000 We talking about Tasha K, honey, not Tasha St. Patrick. No. You funny. <laughs> this is um, $640, sir, uh, from Tasha K. As she still owes her millions after losing a defamation lawsuit. So... Tasha K has been doing everything in her power not to pay Cardi B this money. We know she acting like she broke. You know she doing that. So uh, she went to Mali, yo. She left the country. <laughs> She's stupid. I mean, she is crazy. She left the country, yo. Not to pay Cardi B? Not to pay. She Cardi sought to recover $3,868,753 from Tasha K. Cardi, you know you're not getting that money. No, nah, but Cardi gonna do that. Cardi gonna make sure she get every last dime. She gonna yeah, what well, she did six hundred and forty. She yeah. get six dollars. Because when you lose the lawsuit and you can't pay it, they garnish your they wages. They garnish your wages. So they property, the cars, the property, liens, and all that. So she gonna be a Molly for a long time, huh? Who's more petty, Cardi or Fifty? I think Fifty, because Cardi didn't even want to do this to this girl. What you mean? I listen, yo. She well, she they both they she, both on my my petty level. She asked I love her, it. yo. She asked her so many times. Then she asked her like, yo, just take, take this just down. Relax, mm-hmm. like don't keep my name out your mouth. Take this down. You asked her. She asked you twice to do that. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. even when she won the lawsuit, she said, I didn't. I don't even want to be doing this to another black woman. Mm-hmm. But it's like and. You ain't you keep antagonizing it, and y'all got an open case. Tasha K yeah. still to this day runs her mouth talks about Cardi, never stops. So it's like 
I don't know. That's, that's what I want to say. I think 50 petty. You ain't got to do nothing to 50. That's why I say when it comes to situations <laughs> like this, man, don't laugh, learn. Like all you YouTubers yeah. and mm -hmm. folks with blogs, yeah. stop spreading rumors and false stories about people because all of this could have been avoided if she would have respected, you know, like Jess said, uh, you know, Cardi's wishes, wishes early on. And I'm sure she got a cease and desist early on from mm -hmm. Cardi's lawyers, mm -hmm. but she probably ignored that and, and kept going. So, you know. Yep. So she is taking all her YouTube checks. Mm. That's wow. what it is. And Tasha K been around on YouTube for a second. So, yeah, look like she going to be brokey. All right. Well, that is just with the mess. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. And then after that, we're going to take some phone calls. 800-585-1051. Charlemagne and I were talking about Jess behind her back. Oh, um, it was actually about you and your baby daddy. And we were uh, impressed the way that your relationship is and Big how wrong. cool you guys Thank are. You. And that you, you know, you look at each other like brother and sis. And that you yeah, actually. No, that's crazy. That's the part I thought was a little strange. Shut up. What? <laughs> <laughs> that you actually call him bro when he calls you sis. He calls me sis, yeah. That, which is pretty dope. So we want to yeah. know, 800-585-1051, do you guys out there have a relationship like that with your baby mama, your baby daddy? Well, you're that cool. You call each other bro. You, you call got each a baby, other sis. You got a baby daddy brother or a baby mama sister? Yes. We want, <laughs> we want to talk about that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Front Page News is next. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. What I realized today is sometimes you should not go out on school nights. And these two individuals right here, just the drunk are one, are gonna go into detention later on because you guys went out last that night. Is, First of all, I'm literally in detention right now because I'm suffering over here. But it's okay. Your makeup look good though. Oh my god, thank you so much. This is the new. Uh, I'm so glad you asked me what what it was. He, he um, didn't. <laughs> he didn't ask you what it was. <laughs> All right, either way, it's this new. I got I went to Sephora yesterday. Okay. And I got this new uh, glitter gel stuff. It's really nice. I like it. It's Crown Royal Purple. See? It matched the back. It's nice. <laughs> and I was giving Auntie. Put it down. Thank you. Oh, oh. my goodness. Teslin, good morning, Tess. Good morning. Jess Hilaris is our guest host. Teslin Figaro, please help us out. Let's get in some front page news. These guys are twisted. They're drunk. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, they still Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Yes. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Thank you. Now, last night, the Lakers beat the Warriors 104-101. They lead the Series 3-1. The Heat beat the Knicks 109-101. They lead the Series 3-1 as well. Hopefully, I think I'm going to go to the, the Knicks game this week. What, what else we got, Taz? We got to talk about Biden's approval rating. Yes, yeah, so in ABC News, Washington Post poll found that two weeks after President Biden came out and announced his reelection campaign, his approval rating sank even lower. Uh, Biden's approval rate dipped to 36 percent down from February and just below his previous low in 2022. Fifty six percent disapprove of the job that the president has done so far. And the majority of the Democrats surveyed, 58 percent, said they would rather Democrats pick someone else to be the nominee. Uh, but there are some warning signs also for former President Donald Trump as well. Uh, that same poll indicated that they believe that Biden and Trump are too old to run. So the bottom line is all polls across the board uh, are not interested in Biden and Trump's uh, rematch and um, saying they're too old. You know, so, but what But what is the alternative? You know, we've talked about right. that before. What's there the alternative? Who alternative. Else? If yeah, people man. are saying that they don't want those people running, isn't this a democracy yeah. where we get to decide? No, it's not. And it's a damn shame America don't have any other options because because we're in a two-party system. Folks don't really want Trump. Folks don't really want Biden. We just stuck with what we got. Yeah. And that's a damn shame. It's too old to run. Yeah, it's, it's, it's given very much like ex-boyfriend that refuses to leave yeah. and, you know, forcing you to stay in a relationship. It's sad. No, ex-boyfriend with a four-inch penis and you keep saying more, more, more. And he's like, it's all I got. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why is everybody around Venus with telling you, more, I'm telling more, you, more, more, it's, it's a lot of deflection. All right. All right. Well, let's talk about black unemployment uh, rate. I mean, uh, rates, yes. 
Yeah, so let's talk about black unemployment. It hit a record low for the second consecutive month in April. Now, according to data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, only 4.7% of black workers in the U.S. didn't have a job and were looking for one. But despite the good news, the thing is, this report showed that black men were departing the labor force at the fastest pace in three years. Meanwhile, black women who have a slower recovery, which means it, it, it's harder for them to recover uh, from, you know, when economics are in a bad place, they had some substantial gains. The share of black women who were employed increased to 61% in April from 60% in March. Now the percent of black men who were employed uh, fell to 64% from 66%. So the bottom line is, let me just translate that to make it simple. Black women, uh, they're finding more opportunities. Black men are finding less opportunities. So my thoughts on that guys is, you know, instead of the last two weeks, you know, talking about who dates a bus driver, who didn't date a bus driver, mm -hmm. It would have been great, you know, if something like this could have went viral to talk about, you know, what is happening with black employment, what is happening with black men and being able to find, uh, you know, opportunities. Just to point out, there are four causes on why black men cannot find employment. And uh, guess what? None of those have anything to do with being lazy. The number one reason is discrimination and social isolation. Mm -hmm. That's real. And you said something else in there too, Taz. A lot of people are just quitting the workforce altogether. And I wonder right. if it's because uh, all these conversations people be screaming about ownership 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 and you know folks is quitting the workforce to start businesses that don't nobody care about you got yeah, a whole LLC for nothing that's that's literally what it is it's like like that's what social media and that's what I say a lot of influencers have done they mm -hmm. they make it uncool to work to go punch a clock or whatever that's why I always say the philosophy of the internet being taken away mm -hmm. then what then what y'all gonna do mm. everybody gotta go clock in somewhere because how we all gonna make it and then a lot of people mm. be grabbing businesses, but not business minded. It's a whole mindset. You can't just, like you said, grab an LLC and think, oh, you're going to make, you know, you got to take a lot of L's to be an entrepreneur. entrepreneur. I'm one, I know. You know what I'm saying? I own a lot yeah. of businesses. Ownership, Absolutely. ownership, black ownership. And, 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 yeah. and to that point, uh, when you said, you know, a lot of folks are quitting. Keep in mind, that's not in the actual numbers. So when we say, when people say, oh, the employment uh, rate is down, you know, for, for black people, they have all these jobs. They're getting out of the market. So it's not included in who's actually employed. In other words, if you start a business and you have no income coming in, technically you're unemployed. You don't have any money, yeah. but that's not included in that number. So you'll hear a lot of debates saying, oh, you know, especially as we get into campaign season, oh, what, you know, black people have jobs and the un unemployment rate is down. But no, 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 it's not including. That doesn't mean that folks have income and that they have jobs jobs and you're absolutely uh, right with that Jess when you start a business I, I've been self-employed for over a decade yeah. and I posted on my Instagram the other day showing my Uber in 2000 just four or five years ago I had to Uber and that was going from having a uh, over 300 employees over 100,000 a month in payroll and guess what I had to do Uber right. 368 uh, right. trips in the bank so mm -hmm. to run your business there's a lot that you will do that you don't think you will have to do right. uh, especially as a, as a mother what's the last regular job you had just didn't you used to work at a morgue or something? Nah, so I was lying about that. But yeah, I used to work <laughs> hey, what the hell? Yeah. I be telling people, I, I see young girl just used to work at a mortuary. You been you lied? Yeah. This girl. But yeah, I worked at um I had a mint I was a PRP counselor, so I used to work with kids. Okay. And then I realized like I don't like them like that. So now I was like, all right, cool. Mm -hmm. I gotta get out of here and I started to do comedy. Okay. I did go to school for mortuary science and I didn't work at a morgue. We had to do clinicals and that's when I didn't come back. Oh, you had to work on the actual yeah, body? Yeah, like do the whole embalming process. Damn. Yeah, you put too much in, then limbs still move. I mean, the body is dead, but they still move. Yeah. Like, and I can't deal with that. Dang. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a comedian. Well, well, thank you, Tez. We appreciate you. 
And, yeah, and absolutely. And make sure you subscribe to Tesla and Figaro's podcast, uh, this great shot, no chaser podcast on the Black Fat Guy Heart Radio Podcast Network. All right, now, you know, Charlemagne and I were talking behind the scenes, and we were talking about your relationship with your baby daddy. Okay. You know, you know, I always tell Jess, um, I said, man, y- y- her and her baby father, Rome, mm-hmm. they got like the coolest co parenting relationship I've ever seen in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never seen two parents co parent the way that Jess and uh, Rome do. And yeah. but, but I found out something interesting yesterday. What's that? Um, your baby daddy call you sis. Yeah, yeah. Why you say it like that? You you don't you don't like it? No, no, no. It's just it, it's it's just unusual. Mm-hmm. You don't think so? I like. I it. do. I mean, I call him sis too. But yeah, <laughs> that, that, definitely. But yeah, but yeah, he definitely calls me sis. He's been calling me sis for a long time now. Mm-hmm. For like like three years, he looks at me like a big sister. Honestly, it's the most unusual thing ever. I'm not gonna say. It's weird. Um, it's definitely not the norm, but it mm-hmm. is unusual. Um, Y'all got a whole 10-year-old. We do. 11. 11. Yeah, we got an 11-year-old. I know. It's, it's it's like that. But this guy can like literally walk into my mother's house and notice I said my mother's not mine um, and go in the refrigerator. Like, that's her son. You know, my, my son's dad lost his mom. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's, that's what he's been looking for in women, like, since that happened and... My mom did a great job with, you know, nursing him and like, you know, just nurturing him, being a good, not nursing, but nurturing him, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what Rome lacks. That's so, what he meant. So how do you explain that? You're, you say that's your mom's son, but that's your baby's father, yeah. but yet he calls you sis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my nephew, so my son is my nephew and my son. And this is Rome calling me right now. Let's call. Can we call Rome? Yeah, we, we can call Rome when we come Let's back. Call Rome when we and come also, back. we want to take your calls. 800-585-1051. Do you have a similar situation with your baby daddy, your baby mom, that y'all that tight? Because we listened earlier this morning, and, and, and that, that one woman, she wasn't cool with any of her baby daddies. They weren't None. giving her no money. They yeah. weren't helping her at all. So people would love to know how y'all got like this. Yeah. And we'll yeah. talk about it when we come back, and we'll yeah. speak to your baby daddy. Yeah, we're going to speak to him. we speak to bro we, or we, sis. What do you call him? Bye. We're going to speak to Rome. That's his name. <laughs> My siblings slash baby daddy, y'all stupid. That's so nasty. Oh, we stupid. We gonna talk to. We gonna talk to when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Every September, the biggest names in music take the stage at our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Taylor Swift, Green Day, on one stage every day. But only one station tells the stories from our perspective. Listen to the Black Information Network now in New York on AM 1600 or anywhere you go. And Alan, so definitely seeing heavy delays starting to build up there. And on the LIE in Queens westbound, they did finally wrap up that crash by exit 19 Woodhaven Boulevard. It was there for almost two hours. But the bad news is you're still so back from Utopia Parkway over at the GW Bridge, 40 for the upper, 30 for the lower. Lincoln's 40, the Holland's 40 from 1 to 9, 30 minutes from the turnpike. I'm Bernie Vider from the WOR Newsroom. This report is sponsored by ExpressPros.com. Heading out of New Jersey and into Staten Island on the Outer Bridge Crossing, there is a disabled box truck. The right lane is blocked off on the Outer Bridge, again, heading into Staten Island. So definitely seeing heavy delays starting to build up there. And on the LIE in Queens westbound, they did finally wrap up that crash by exit 19 Woodhaven Boulevard. It was there for almost two hours. But the bad news is you're still so back from Utopia Parkway. Over at the GW Bridge, 40 for the upper, 30 for the lower. Lincoln's 40, the Holland's 40 from 1 to 9, 30 minutes from the Turnpike. I'm Bernie Vider from the WOR Newsroom. 
take the stress out of your job search. Visit ExpressPros.com for jobs from a variety of industries with access to all of your favorite radio stations. I go by the name of Charlemagne the God. Yo, it's the crew show. It's Steve Harvey. All of the once in a lifetime events. iHeartRadio Music Festival. All of the best freak. Most dangerous morning show. Yeah. The Breakfast Club. Early in the morning, late at night. It don't even matter what time it is. Presidential rolling, RM, wait. Whenever I find time, it's okay. ATL, Jacob, ATL, Jacob. You pray for my demons, girl, I got you. Every time I sip on, I get vulnerable. Annoying the sounds of the storm when it comes. She understand I can't take her everywhere I'm going. I've been in the field like the children of the corn. I can hear your tears when they drop over the phone. Get mad at yourself cause you can't leave me alone. Gossip and messy, but ain't what we doing. Traveling around the world. Over the phone, dropping tears. I get my bond when I do this. When you drunk, you tell me exactly how you feel. When I'm loaded, I keep it real. Exactly what it is. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host Jess Hilarious here. What's good? And if you're just joining us, we were talking about Jess and her baby daddy Roman their relationship. A lot of people uh, called up this morning. Actually, two people called up and said they had bad relations with their baby daddy. Said. They don't help out. They don't pay any money, and it's just not good. And, but and, Jess, and I've never seen a co-parenting relationship the way Jess and uh, Rome have. Like they got the coolest co-parenting relationship. They got a you. show that they do on YouTube. What's yep. the name of the show? YouTube is called Co-Parenting Therapy. Co-parenting we are Therapy. in the second season, but the first season is just as good as the second one. The second one, we sitting down with couples trying to help them create healthy boundaries and healthy environments for their kids so they can co-parent. Now, the only thing I found odd about their relationship is that. Um, Rome. Is Rome on the phone? Yeah, Rome's on the phone. Rome. Rome, good morning. Rome. Good morning, good morning. Peace, King. Now, Rome, uh, I heard, I overheard Jess talking yesterday, and she was saying how you call her sis. Yeah. yeah. Now, you done shot her club up. Y'all got a whole 10-year-old. Oh, my God. First of all, my so son is 11. 11. 11. He's 11. He's 11. Yeah, my son Why is 11. Why do you call her sis? Because the situation is different now. And we built to that point, but it's like, I looked at her and it's really like a, a, a sister, a family member be said this. Take the kid away, man. I don't, it, it's different. It's hard to explain. Some people call it weird, but I don't know. It's no more sexual. It's just, that's oh, my no. sister. That's the, you know, that's my love. I, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't kill somebody from her, but I ain't shooting the club up again. I think y'all soulmates yeah. wrong. Yeah, but you know that, what? That's freaky yeah. how it is. No sexual. And yeah, that's just what it is. You know, she, you know I'm... But yeah, how did y'all get cool, to that point, cool, though? Because right. most people don't get to that point. How did y'all get to that point where you guys are damn near best friends, y'all focus on your future, your life, yeah. the business, the baby, the family, but y'all can still do your thing? Rome has been through a lot of things, and, like, he um, he don't really have in a safe space. And if you got to provide, like, a safe space for a man to even open up and become vulnerable, because that's not what they do, especially that's black real. men, they mm-hmm. don't. You know, and, and I was the first female that just didn't run from his whole story Mm -hmm. um didn't judge him Mm -hmm. i've always helped him now he has a best friend and she you know they they cool but like it's a little bit more hands-on with me like and after all the feelings and getting past them he we became friends on that you know i was like a therapist for him or whatever and 
He the same for well, he don't really do nothing for me in that aspect. Damn. My Damn. Big you know you don't. But um <laughs> but yeah, but that's don't disrespect it. Big Rome like you know that. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, that is Big Rome. That is Big it's Rome. A, What's up? It's a, what? It's to elaborate on that. You take out all the emotions and the feelings. Yeah. And you can be great. Yeah. Mm. But one of the biggest problems we did have that we was able to overcome as well was Jessica did like overstep boundaries a little bit like in relationships. What you mean? She'll 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 run up on girls you was dating with, messing with? No, no. But as me and that's the same man. It's like she she, she want to be she she, she would want to be in it too much, and then I used to it used to get make me mad because I used to always say like I mind my business when it comes to you. Oh, so yeah. even when she mm-hmm. realized that and took that away, it became even better. Ah, uh, so you trying to holler at a chick and she telling you, nah, I don't like shorty, shorty this, shorty that. She she diving into your relationship. Make no. up your mind, Jess. No, 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 no. Not even necessarily that. Right. Let me tell him what it is, Rome, because you're you talking a little slow. You just woke up, obviously. Look, <laughs> this is the thing. Rome, Rome will be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then Rome will introduce me to these girls. Rome will want me to build a nice, little, cool relationship with them. And then when things start happening, because he's not able to be faithful or loyal or whatever, then damn, Rome. it's yeah. Then it's they they then I got and then they break up with him. And now when he beefing with him, I got to beef with him. Mm. And it's like, nah, but now is am I your business? But you call me, you put me in the business, <laughs> but don't be in the business too damn much. Don't be saying like I be giving a damn that much. I just give a damn about you. Like I and you be intru- introducing me. That's how I end up cool with all the baby mothers. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that, and they cool and I love his kids. Like like and and even girls that he didn't have babies with. A lot of them were cool, but then he moved. Bing 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 bing. Here it is. Like dang, what happened to Shorty? Don't worry about it. You move on with me. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. That's exactly how. That's what it is. You, okay. I, I want to know how many more relationships are out there like Justin Rome. Like how many people got baby daddy brothers? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because wow. you, right? you got a baby daddy brother. You know what I mean? And you got a baby mama sister. <laughs> but, it take, but it takes a lot. You got to commit. I think, I think it's a lot. I just think it's not the norm. And people yeah. are afraid to put it to the world because of being judged. Being like, judged. we're not the first person to, to do this. I, I, I know that for a fact. Yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah, I think it's dope. Will. I've just never seen it evolve. Yeah. Go from a baby mama uh, to to you know oh that's like that's my sister yeah and y'all really hold each other down and like so that like, I think that's so life, interesting but let's take some calls let's say Rome okay. we appreciate you I, I know you we just woke you up we appreciate you for checking in brother appreciate y'all man all right love hey, you, and, and Rome you're a great father you, man you? you're a great father I love the way you hold it down for uh, your son man absolutely I appreciate that man thank you thank you y'all have a blessed day you too bro 800-585-1051 do y'all have a similar situation with like that out there? Are you and your baby mama, you and your baby daddy that cool? That is the question, 800-585-1051. I'll be honest, I couldn't. There's no yeah. way my wife could move on. I can see it with somebody else yeah. being happy. No. Yeah. Really? No. Oh, that's sad. That is, but nah, that's why, that's why I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about it when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. 
Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangsta Chronicles. 
podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got Jess Hilarious here, our guest co-host. That's right. And we were talking about uh, our relationship with her baby daddy, Rome, and she was telling us how the relationship came together, how it's so tight. They call each other bro and sis. She's even a part of when you know he meets somebody new. She becomes a friend to the to the the new relationship. I've never seen anything nah, like you, it. it. I don't like the way you putting that. Like it's like I'm like a third wheel. I didn't say you a third wheel. No, I said you not. become a friend. That's it's what Rome said. Yeah, just though. like a homegirl. What like. about what about when you wouldn't get them people back their PlayStation? Oh who, my God! Who please, no. What no, 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 no. What happened? Please, what please. PlayStation? Allegedly, <laughs> what happened? allegedly. What happened? Come on, Charlotte. No, we're I'm not gonna... switching. Baby, daddy, come That's on, right. let's go. Listen, but I've never <laughs> seen a situation like Rome and Justin. I think it's very dope, but I just never saw a, a, a baby's father call his baby mama sis. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. I've, I've never heard a baby mama call her baby daddy bro. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen a relationship evolve to that. To go yeah. from baby mama, baby daddy to brother, sister. That's right. You know? So that's interesting to me. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Nisa. Hey, Nisa. Good morning. Uh, do you have a baby daddy good that morning. y'all cool with? Yeah, I only have the one baby, but yeah, we were married for 20 years. Um, we've been divorced for 15 years. Uh, I think I just told my age. But we're best friends. I can call him. Hey, my car won't start. I need extra funds on this bill. And he's going to come through for me, my yeah. best friend. But do you call him your brother, though? You, is that your baby daddy brother? Uh, no, uh, no. That's a little weird. But my super best See. friend, like, he's there. Yeah, why y'all yeah. can't just be super but, best friends, Jess? Yo, I Rome said it one day, and I went with it. That's it. That's it. That's why I say people say it's weird. It's just unusual. It was weird to me at first, too, but it's like, whatever. Tracy. Hello. Hey, Tracy. Good morning. You got a baby daddy that's like like a brother? Or that you call him bro? Yeah, like you know, my my our daughter is our daughter is thirty three years old. Yeah, and you know when I, I was twenty one when I had her, and you know we did both did a lot of growing up since then. But you know, so he's like Sam, you know, and our relationship was really short back then when we were young, and right. you know he's more like my brother, and I love his wife. I treat his son like he's my son. Period. Yeah, you know, we all family. I've never heard that Rome said that there was going to be people out there that, uh, that that also move like that. I never heard this before. I think yeah. it's, it's And while incredible. I would love to be the first to do something like Big Soldier, no, we are not the first <laughs> people to do that. Yeah. You know, and me and Rome had a short relationship too. We met and we were like 19. Mm-hmm. We, would, we had a short relationship. We were very young. I didn't know nothing about what I wanted, you know, back then. And mm-hmm. so we grew together and ended up just being friends. But it just probably if, if, if I'm wrong, somebody might be like, "Bro, be like, oh, that's my sister. We got something together." Yep, that's that's what it is. Yeah. Hello, who's this? This is Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine. Hi, Good Jasmine. morning. Morning. You got a baby I'm daddy, y'all? I I have a baby daddy, but it is not peaceful. So parenting is not easy, and we spent 13 years together. And 
I felt like yesterday listening to just fix people's messes, mm-hmm. I thought about, you know, I think their relationship is so commendable. They co-parent so gracefully and, you know, they're funny together. They make it, they make it a good time. They make it look like a good time. Thank you. It <laughs> is. I agree. So Thank I'm you. like, how, how is that even possible? Yeah. <laughs> it just, it just literally shut up. <laughs> it just literally takes, <laughs> it takes time. It really does. And you know, it, it, it depends on how y'all both feel about each other. You know, y'all still, does one have feelings for mm. the for the other one? No. You know, it's just, okay, so, okay, you said that very strongly. Very strong. But you said it's so strong no. that you don't even want to be a friend. No, you couldn't pay me to sleep rainwater, girl. Okay, okay. Oh, well, do you, well, do, do you even like them at all? No. Okay, so, so you don't the, even want to be So a, the friend is not going to work then if you don't even like him but, at all. But because I know the bigger issue is, the bigger picture is my children. So I know how to put my bygones to the side. Right, but, but are you... like he don't think. Right, okay. All right, but are you still hurt about anything? Is that, what, is that what's stopping... Well, I will that? say this. I am very betrayed. Okay. I was very betrayed from the beginning. So okay. that is hard for me to let go. Definitely. Okay. So you, yeah. she's still hurt. I don't think you it. could be friends unless yeah. you let that go because you'll always yeah. have that over your relationship, even if y'all just uh, become friends. So Listen, I think that's it, where it has to go. You have to let know. that go. And yeah. know about having a baby daddy. It was a lot of things. What the hell? You you my only baby daddy. What <laughs> you talking What's about? What's going on here? Hold on. All right. I'm sorry. She Please. wants Jess to fix the mess. Yes. Stay out of the business. I need Jess to fix the mess. Oh I God. need her to. Like, yeah. there's no I want. I need her yeah. to. Yeah. That, but that's what it, it literally takes, though. It, it You just have to get past your hurt. Because a lot of things Rome did to me, I had to let go. Um, I didn't just put them to the side. You know, it's a big difference between putting it to the side and really getting past it. It was things, man. He had land, ran into a lump sum of money. I was broke, lights off, everything. Me and my son... And we had to, we had candles. I had a car. I had to go in the car to get air, all of that. And he knew all of this, but I couldn't hold that over his head. I didn't have time to hate him because he was so young, never had no money. So when he got it, he just did whatever he wanted to do with it. You feel me? And and yeah. he was young. Yeah. Well, he never tossed y'all nothing? Nah, he never, nope. He, nope, never wait tossed minute, me anything. So how do you, wait, how do you, how do you, I thought this was going to be a good story. I thought he, he came up with some money and then helped you out. Oh, no, hell no. To this day, no. So how do you stay from being disgruntled? Damn. How did you how not did get... I, stay? I'm, I didn't have time to hate him. Yo, listen, I was trying to figure out the next scam, the next way to get some money, the way to get my lights on. Yeah. Like, he ain't never had no no bread like that. Mm-hmm. And so when he came into it, he just, you know, he, he buying bags for girls that, you know, don't you know, he buying friends. He just looking for... You know what he didn't have. Yeah. Appreciate you. Know what yeah. I'm saying? You wanted to be that baller. You know the, yeah. big, the biggest thing and with you and, and Rome. I know that. Right. From what I'm getting from your situation and hearing these calls is you never stopped liking him as a person, nah. like as a friend. Mm. You know what I mean? These people yeah. grew to hate their yeah. baby daddies. Yeah. I think once you grow to hate your baby daddy, it's hard to come back from that. Yeah. We got, I never hated him. We got one more caller. Hello, John. Yeah. What up, though? John, if you're just joining us, we're talking about our relationships with baby mama, baby daddies, how y'all become so close and so cool. You're not together sexually, but y'all bro and sis. And you said that's like in your relationship. Nah, that's exactly how it is, man. Mm. The girl I'm messing with right now, I really got a problem with it, man. She's always talking to me like, y'all only need to talk about your son. Y'all don't mm. have nothing else to talk about. And it's like, man, mm. we cool as hell. Yeah. Like, it's the same situation. Yeah, yeah. You call her sis, though? Man, sometimes. 
sometimes. Like, that's like my sister, dog. Like, I don't want to touch her. I don't even look at her ass no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she got ass still, though? She definitely got some. Yeah, hey, yeah she, got, she got some. Nah, she got a little BBL done, so yeah, that motherfucker. Damn. <laughs> my sister that I got a son with got a BBL. You got a BBL. He, think about how that's not. But I ain't looking at her it don't ass. Matter. The homies are, but not me. It don't matter. Yeah, exactly. It don't matter. You, he can appreciate it. It's just like his home girl. You what, know? What's what? the ball of the story? Uh, I guess just, just drunk. She don't know. What? Yo, I'm not drunk no more. <laughs> Stop being drunk at four o'clock this morning. Look, the moral of the story. I, I don't really know what the moral of the story is. It ain't no story. <laughs> it's just you know you you just you have to learn how to move forward amicably. Uh, amicably. Yeah, I'm still drunk. All right, yeah, you have to learn how to move forward. <laughs> you got to learn how to move forward amicably yes. with the with the other parent. Yo, you got to take all them feelings out of there. If y'all want to be like me and Rome, you got to take out all those feelings. And you can't hold on to hurt. Like, yeah, like Charlemagne said, now, I never got to the point where I wanted to hate him. Yo, I was going to hate him. My life's still going to be off. Or, I ain't got time for that. That's right. I'm, and, and I never stopped him from saying his son. Not ever. Look, please come get him, but bring him back. You know what I mean? Like, or, never. It's never been no malicious intent, no nothing. I never took him downtown. And I should have. You know, I felt like I should have back then, like now. But I just didn't want to do that. I was mm-hmm. like that girl who called up earlier. Mm-hmm. It was going to be a struggle for him, too. So. I feel like it was rooted in respect. And yeah. so it grew into what it is mm-hmm. now. I feel like a lot of these relationships aren't rooted in respect. Mm-hmm. Nah. You know what I mean? Nope. All well, right. that's good. Salute yep. to everybody out there with a, uh, a baby daddy brother and a mm-hmm. baby mama out. sister. People yeah. that figured it out. Because I love my Romeo. I love my... That's bro. That's, that's your the, soulmate, that, but you keep homie. playing. That ain't the soulmate. That's your well, soulmate. Well, your soulmate ain't got to be somebody that you with. You can have a best friend as a soulmate. You can have... It, I'm telling you, it's just soul. It ain't got nothing to do with intimacy. I want y'all to get married. Nope. All right. <laughs> now, when we come back, we got Jess with the mess. Jess, you talking about uh, Omarion. Omarion says he needs more than one girl to satisfy him. That's what he said. And I don't know. That's what he said. But I don't. <laughs> I'm helping you, Jess. Don't worry I know, about it. I know. We're going to get to it when yeah, we come me, back. Yeah, let me go call him up. All right. It's exactly. the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Our guest co-host, guest co-host Jess Hilarious, is here. How you feeling, Jess? You all right now? I feel good. I've been all right. She tired. <laughs> she tired because we went out last night. Yo. Why you take out? She took me up. Well, she, she, she tricked yeah. us. She tricked us. Yeah, and told us to come out, and she was gonna pay. But that's not what happened. She yeah. didn't pay. No, that's no. not what happened. Absolutely not. But, so, but you know, so okay, school though. night. You still went out on school night. I didn't think we was gonna be out that late. Look, Bad he influence. told. Look, he told uh, his wife. He's like, "No, I'm gonna have water." His wife was like, "You're not gonna drink with me." He was like, "I get up in the morning." She was like, "And." He ordered that wine. That's what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> what's up? That's exactly what happened. Uh-huh. Yes, we had a good time, though. So you a simp, huh? Your wife tell you what to do and you, you mean do I'm it? a simp. I'm a husband. You, know <laughs> you mean? too. You see, you're too. a simp, too. I Shout too. out. You're a simp for your and and That's why you want to go get the blanket. And I Everything. did. And I right. felt like drinking. You know what I mean? No, you just said you no, didn't want to drink at first. I was being responsible, but I really wanted to drink. But you know, if the wife say you can be a little irresponsible, I had a drink. How many did you have, sir? I hadn't much. Not as much as Jess. Jess drank a lot. Jess drank a lot. Wow. 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 I'm also not, I'm also not 50 either, so I think I'm, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. <laughs> All right. We got Jess with the mess coming up. What are we talking about at Jess with the mess? Oh, Omarion discusses that he possibly may need more than one woman to be happy. That's what he said. Damn. That's what he said. I'm All not right. mad at him. What? I don't believe it, though. What? You don't believe it? Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. All right, well, he can stay in that lane. I'm over here by myself. Right? <laughs> you, 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 oh, now you too? What do you mean, now me I too? Need, you you just know. said you wasn't mad at it. 
Yeah. No, no, I understand for him. I'm talking uh-huh. about Keep for me. Keep yourself deeper. Huh? For mm-hmm. me and what I want. Okay. Okay. Mm. All right. All right, we'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Jess Hilaris, our guest co-host, is here. And yes. let's get to Jess with the Mess. Jess with the Mess. This is The Rumor Report. Come on talk to me okay that was not the right intro but whatever omarion <laughs> speaks on the possibility you got of, more than one no that was another one it still yeah, said yeah well i like that one all right <laughs> omarion speaks on the possibility of dating multiple women so omarion went on shannon sharp's uh podcast called club shay shay and um wait 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 a minute before we move on mm-hmm. um and start talking about omarion Club Shay Shay. Mm-hmm. What is that? Is does he have a daughter? Um, I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. Okay, y'all never had Shannon Sharp. Oh up no, here? no, no! I think that was one of his dogs that that he really loved, uh-huh. and it, it passed away. So okay, he, see, that's yeah. why I. But that's you why you see, asked before you. That's because I'm just for the best. My news is real. I can't be saying you know. I, I got you. Guess what? I just made all that Shay up. Shay. That was a lie. All right, well, I'm gonna make up some stuff. All right, yo, you stupid. I'm gonna have something to say about it after the next break. But so during the interview with Omar, you Shannon asked him how he finds the perfect woman since he already know, you know, who he is. Since people already know who he is, and Omarion's response was interesting for several different reasons. Let me hear the audio. Given who you are, given that any potential dating candidate knows who you are, how do you find that person? She finds me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and it might be she's. Right. <laughs> you know what oh, I'm saying? They messing up. Yeah, I'm just saying she's might finds me. You you living a life like that? No, I'm just saying like, you know, if, if I if I really thought about my lifestyle right. and, and being with me, like the pressure of being with me, you know, and it just being one woman, I don't know if that, I don't know if that exists. It might take more than one, huh? I, it might, because, you know, I might need her to be a businesswoman on Monday, and then we might get freaky on Tuesday. So you know might, what I'm saying? So that might be two different people. It might be, it might be. You know, um, I don't come from a traditional, you know, uh, uh, standpoint. You know, I feel like I've definitely tried the traditional way. Right. Um, and I don't know if, if that's for me. I'm not mad at him. That's the lifestyle he yeah. chooses to live. Everybody yeah. got to do a work for them. Yeah, you know what I mean, I'm not mad at it either. I'm really not. Um, it, it, people in the comments were just literally and me to be honest with you. Uh, when he said, um, it just threw us off when Why? he said, uh, they I let them find me. I'm like, where's the masculine energy around this bitch? What the hell is going on? That like we find you burning sage and twirling and whirling everywhere. <laughs> like, what? No, you need to come find, go find the the she's. Why they all gotta come to you? Like, why? I'm sure Marion got a lot coming to him, though, right? He a Marion. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. That, I mean, you're Omar. That's what that's what Shannon was saying. Like, yeah. you're Omarion. So yeah, but but how can you really find somebody if they if you let them find you? If you let them find you, you know they probably just coming to you because you of know who what you I'm are. Saying? Yeah, because you got this tour coming back. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. You yeah. know yeah. what I mean? Well, how, how does Omar Omarion find somebody though? Because Everybody knows who he is. The same way any of us do. But that, right. What are you talking but, about? I mean, it's going to be very difficult. You don't have to. You, you've you been with your wife since sex. Not nobody want him. We're oh, talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, this is some of, like, attractive people. Oh, right. Like, not, how you find <laughs> I'm right here, Jess. I'm sitting okay. right here. I'm right? just I'm, saying. I'm right yeah, here in like, front of you. I'm just saying. I got what you're saying. Yeah, more, I, more attractive people. Got you. you. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he can he can put forth for effort. Like, even if he go, it, it depends on the type of girls he like. That's true. Because... Would you date somebody in the industry? Would you date another person, like another uh, celebrity, like on your level or whatever? You, you think know what I'm Omarion saying? to date a bus driver? 
if she owned the bus. <laughs> you stupid. You stupid. It's like, nah. Yeah, he probably would. He probably would date a bus driver, a truck driver. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't think it's hard to find a, a woman. It's just probably hard for him to trust Correct. a woman. Yeah. You know and like mean? he said, he did. He came from, He didn't come from a traditional you know, household, household or yeah. whatever. And he did try and it didn't work. And he realized mm-hmm. that, you know, so that works for him. Like I said, the only thing that threw me off and other women was I let them find me. I think that's going to be very normal in the future. Like What's that? the polygamy. And, you know, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Men that's having more than one woman. And I think even women having but, more than one yeah, guy. I know a couple of women who have more than one guy. Do they and know about each other? Yes. They all stay in the same household. She's a, yes. She's an really? older woman, though. She's like in her 50s. And one of our boyfriends is in the 30s. And her husband is like 45 or something like that. Wow. Yep. Mm. Yep. And that works like that. So that is definitely the future because they're trying to normalize it now. I, but I think stuff like Could that, that just girl? comes from. Hell no. And can I say hell? I don't even care if I can. Hell no. That's the whole thing. I I can't do that. I can't, for one. I think that whole polygamy thing comes from people not being happy or people that's uh, like, like that's a deeply rooted issue. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're tired of failed relationships. You're tired of this not going this way. Like, I don't know. Because if you can even keep up, like, with more than one person. That's a lot. Like, Equally, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like the woman that has a 50 year old and a 30 year old, right? I'm sure yeah. the 30 year old is probably there for sex, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's what it is. And the right. 50 year old is. Her, uh, it's amazing her to love. me that you would defecate on that 50 year old man, and you closer to 50 than 30. <laughs> you realize you're 46 years old. I don't care how much you die your bed. Mm. You do realize that, right? I do. Damn, I also, so, 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 I also so, do so realize the pumping least, that I was at doing least, at 30 years old when my wife yeah. ate the same pump no, that I'm doing now. That ain't true. My pump's way better because I know what I'm doing now. I didn't know what I was doing back then. Just you didn't even. I didn't want to say that, that was, and then I stopped myself at first. That was seventeen. Whatever. That was seventeen. Okay, but you, I'm saying that I was pumping. You're older now, and you know what you're doing. doing. But I was pumping. I love the. But the, you know what you're doing now. I, love, I do. You got more experience. I, I do. I love the marriage counseling between the two of you. It's, <laughs> just, it's the best ever. It is the best. Listen, y'all. Tory Lanez reportedly begs judge to not ruin his life ahead of the new trial ruling. Yesterday, um, they was in court, and he. And uh, he he wanted like a new case, so today the courts will decide whether or not Tory Lanez will be granted a new case against Megan. And on the way out, uh, they was carrying him out or whatever. Allegedly, I could just I'm painting the scene in my mind. And he okay. was so like, stupid. he said, "Please don't ruin my my life." And then he told the judge, "I could be your son. I could be like your nephew. I could be." Yeah, you could, but you could also be a nigga that shot a girl in the foot. Damn. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, going to be honest with you. I respect that reaction from Tori, and I'll I tell you why. Because we see these dudes being caught getting sentenced to 100 years yeah. and acting all tough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't go cry in the car. And then break down right. right behind I'll, the door. I'll, I'll yeah. be right there telling nah, the judge, please, he, judge, don't ruin my life. Fight, he's fighting for his life. Please. He's fighting for his freedom. He, he says he wants a, a, another case, so he's fighting for it. Please don't send me away forever, judge. Yeah, but. but please let me wear a hat in court. You see, it's starting to. Never mind. Hey, yo. What, what what you talk about in there? What you talk about? Because he, he can't have the man lace and and the um yo can't have a muntle in the jail, a man frontal. <laughs> so stupid. I hate y'all. Yo, and I then you know y'all. he's shorter than everybody, so everybody looking down like, dang, we know he was like that. Because <laughs> he's sure he's the shortest one in jail. So it's probably... so funny because Nick sent me that yesterday, man. Oh, really? That, that? Remember the video when Tori was up here and I was telling Nick the cameraman, I said, zoom in on his head. Yeah, and Tori that's was like, I'll wild. Beat your head. He wanted to fight the camera. That's guy for doing wild. That. Yeah, and you're going to say they had an overhead camera they and, they, and they zoomed in we, on the spot and it looked like an oasis we do that's how we do that's i would never do that up. but there's a picture 
I can't wait to get a picture of him and them, them old eyes that he used to have. It was given very <laughs> much. Just shut up, please. All right, no. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. Okay. And that is just with the mess. Now, Charlamagne, who you giving that donkey to, man? Four after the hour, man. Uh, we need a brother named David Neal to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him, please. All right. We'll get to that next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Okay. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. With audio titles on business, career advice, fitness, and more, Audible keeps you inspired. Whatever you're looking for, check out all the audio books, podcasts, and originals you could ever want all in one place. Sign up for 30 days free at audible.com slash breakfast club. WWPRFM HD1 New York. And iHeartRadio Station. I ain't trying to be donkey today no more. They should be embarrassed by what they already did. I I'm not making these people do these things. Call donkey of the day and... It really caught me off guard. Damn, Charlemagne, who got the donkey of the day today? That is you. Uh, donkey of the day for Monday, May 9th goes to 52-year-old David Neal. Uh, David Neal is a hotel manager at the Hilton Hotel in downtown Nashville. Salute to everybody in Nashville. I mm -hmm. love Nashville. I call Nashville White Atlanta. Uh, he's been charged <laughs> with aggravated burglary and assault after he reportedly entered a guest room and sucked on something. What? Mm -hmm. Let's go to News Channel 5 for the report, please. Peter Brennan was fast asleep inside the Hilton downtown Nashville when he woke up to a nightmare. I awoke to a gentleman, a, a, an employee of the Hilton, uh, assaulting me. He claims he saw a hotel employee performing sexual acts on his feet. What? Instantly jumped up um, and, and was screaming, you know, went into uh, sort of fact-finding mode. Who are you? Why are you in my room? What are you doing here? But I could see he was wearing a uniform, he has name tag on, and then he was talking to me, but not, you know, but not giving me any like substantive answers. So how did he get inside? Peter thinks the hotel employee may have cloned his room key and let himself right into the room. Brennan called in Metro Police, who launched an investigation. They discovered the employee was actually the night manager, David Neal, and have issued a warrant for his arrest. And it turns out this isn't his only run-in with the law. As for Peter, this whole episode is still a nightmare. He keeps reliving. I'm having problems sleeping, uh, frankly, uh, going through some PTSD, talking to a therapist. <laughs> this is not funny. <laughs> yes, it is. You wake up to me. <laughs> David, the hotel manager, came into this man Peter's room, and he didn't even try to suck his Peter. He sucked his toes. Okay, salute to my mm -hmm. girls' horrible decisions. Because of them, I learned about kink shaming. And I'm not kink shaming here. I'm crime shaming. All right, I don't care if you have a fetish for toes. If that's your thing, do what you want to do. But breaking into a guest hotel room to suck their toes is a level of criminology that I've never seen before. All right, people take penitentiary chances all day, every day. But to risk your freedom because you want to perform fellatio on somebody's foot? I just, I just think everybody need to calm down. Woof. Just relax. Woof. You can wash the spit off. What? <laughs> it's not a big. Y'all act like he's crying. He, he, he broke into my room and started sucking my toes. Yeah, not your weenie. That like is it was your toes. It's still a crime. You don't even know. First of all, that man. You don't know where that man's foot has been. Okay. Or oh, that man's mouth has been. What if he had athlete's foot? What if he had the gout? Okay. I don't even That's know if those things are contagious. But what if and why? All right. The gout. <laughs> the gout. Yo, you can get that from sucking somebody's toes. I don't know. But what, 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 what if he had herpes on his lip or something? He sucked my toes. Yes. And it's a crime, people. Are we forgetting it's a crime? A toe herpes is not <laughs> as bad as a lip one. Huh? Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go I'm ahead. just saying, most people go to hotels to get some buns. This dude, David, goes to hotels to get some bunions. Okay? On, <laughs> on top of this just being a sick-ass crime, what about corns? All right? And I still don't understand why this man didn't wake up and put the other foot that you didn't have in your... In, that you didn't have in his mouth 
in that man's ass. Mm. Okay, like you should have been. Wouldn't you just start swinging on the dude if you woke up and yeah. the dude was sucking on your toes? Yeah, I mean, okay. not me. Yeah, y'all. I mean, y'all guys. I wake up and it's like, oh my god. No, you wouldn't. What are you giving? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> I'm listening. You were in a hotel room and you woke up to a random person sucking on your toes. You know, you would not, Jess. Oh my god. You okay. start yelling, screaming, swinging. Depending on the casa from the night before, it's like, oh my god, did I bring you here? Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think y'all realize the level of perverted, twisted sickness. This man is on. No, you're right. All right. Now I'm right. You're right, yo. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Not to mention, is he one of Jeffrey Dahmer's interns? <gasps> yes, because this got to be the beginning stages of cannibalism. This was a taste test. <laughs> hey, yo. He was clearly in the mood for some tofu. I'm getting a rim shot. <laughs> a, a rim shot. Wow. Put up bum teeth. Yo, I might have to take him on tour, man. <laughs> he got so much better. Hold up. People I'm, do stuff like this all the time. They, ta they taste a little bit and then not eat it. I saw Jess do that last night with some chicken saute. Took a bite. That was horrible. You didn't like the sauce. You put it down. I didn't. Yeah. That's no, right. no. You like the peanut sauce? Peanut sauce? No. Nah, really first of all, I didn't like how the chicken sauce looked look like, like a flaming hot Cheeto. That's how it's supposed um, to look. Yeah, no. No? Yeah. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Listen, man, I know dogs is a delicacy in some country, but David, you put your mouth on the wrong dogs, all right? Uh, if you go to this hotel and, you know, David asks you if you want room service, just know if you say yes, that's you agreeing to put your foot in his mouth, okay? Look, some donkey today just sell themselves. Uh, please give David Neal the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey mm -hmm. of the day. Oh, you know what I want to do. Okay. I want to play a game. Let's play a game of Guess What Race is. All right. Give David Neal, hotel manager at the Hilton Hotel in downtown Nashville, broke into a man's hotel room and sucked a man named Peter's toes. DJ Envy, guess what race he is. White. Okay. You said that with no hesitation. Uh, Jess Hilarious, David Neal, 52 years old, hotel manager at the Hilton Hotel in downtown Nashville, broke into a man named Peter's hotel room and sucked on his toes. Jess Hilarious, guess what race it is? I'm going to say he's white, but I thought he was black because I know a David Neal and he's black. Okay. Um, but given that you said, like, Nashville is the white Atlanta, yeah. I definitely said white. <laughs> DJ Envy and Jess Hilarious, both of you are correct. He is Caucasian. Yay! That's right. The key was Nashville, White Atlanta. If yeah, this was Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta, that man wouldn't have been sneaking in that room to suck on no toes. You yeah, know what you'd have been sucking on. <laughs> Listen, Just saying. You know what I'm saying. You're mm -hmm. right. You're right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Yes, yep. indeed. All right. Now, shout to BET. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace, BET. Just tell BET, peace. Peace. Bye, peace. I'll be back tomorrow. And it did it. Uh, everybody else, 800-585-1051. We were talking earlier about your worst job that you ever had. I remember how this conversation came about. But uh, Teslin, Teslin Figaro, when we were doing front page news, Teslin said she was an Uber driver. And Jess lied, because I always thought Jess worked at a morgue back in the day, but she said right, she lied quiet. about that. I, I did. I, no, I didn't. <laughs> Which one? Allegedly. Come on, finish what you want to say. So 800 She told that story very convincing. What's the worst job that you've had? Charlemagne worked at Taco Bell. I worked at Taco Bell. I worked at a flower garden. I tell you, I worked, I worked at telemarketing. I sold crack. That's actually the worst job. Selling crack yeah, yeah, was the worst that's job. That's pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, but I was in telemarketing. Listen to my telemarketing voice. Okay. I did telemarketing. Turn, turn the music now.
Hi, this is DJ Ed. Well, you never sorry. said that. No, no, no. Hi, this is Sean from Pelco Fuel. How are you doing today, ma'am? You can't even say rush on. Hi, I hear a kid be white. in the background. Cold switching. Yes. Oh, you, you know, uh, that's that's great. I have a young a young child as well. You okay. know, you, you're trying to save money for his college and his future, correct? I can save you money on home heating fuel. All you have to do is let us in your house. We can tell you how much we save you. And all that extra money, we can just, you know, put towards your college tuition. So when are you available for an appointment? Never. That is so dope, Sean. <laughs> I'm busy. Can I go now? Sean, that's that. That's I did that. telemarketing. I used to be the guy that would try to uh, sell you 10 CDs for a penny. Go. Let me see. I don't remember Hello? that spiel. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, y'all got that new Jay-Z. What's up? Nah. <laughs> what? Not what's up. <laughs> what's up? Hey, yo. Don't ever what's up. <laughs> what was your worst job? 800-585-1051. is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The yo. Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious is here, our co-host. Yes, I am. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about some of the worst jobs we've ever had or the worst jobs you've ever had. Now, did you work at a mall? She lied. I, I went in there. And you I went in there. I did. I did go in there. All right, whatever. Look, so I went to college for mortuary science, and when it came time to do like the the clinicals or whatever, we had to go in and we had to do the perform like the embalming. And I got scared, so that was it. That was my last day. That was my first and last time in a morgue. So no, I never was employed by a morgue. I did tell Charlene I worked there for some time, but I was just trying to see, you know. You ain't tell me. You told the world. I saw you doing an interview or something. I was like, oh, that's cool as hell. Just used to work at a mortuary, only to come to find out you're lying. Yeah, but that's that was the interview that I didn't think was gonna make it no way because you know that was just like some small time, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, dang, yeah. Now Charlamagne, you worked at Taco Bell for like a week and then your sister fired you, right? Yeah, my sister fired me after like seven days. Wow. I worked at a... <laughs> wow. Ain't that crazy? That's crazy. Yo, that's sister thing. Fired I don't think there's any such thing as a worst job. I think any honest living, anything that, you know, is putting food on your table, putting some money in your pocket... It's cool. It may be yeah. a job you don't like. It's plenty yeah. of jobs you don't like, but there's yeah. no such thing as a worst job. Because those worst, those jobs we call in the worst, there's some people out there that would cut their toe off to get but, one. But that don't mean that it's not a worst job, just because some people would cut their toe off. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, I didn't like it. I hated working at Taco Bell. Just yeah. like I hated working at that factory. Just mm -hmm. like I hated working at the Flower Garden in Most Corners, South Carolina. I hated all of that. Like Miami. factory workers, like they got to sweat all day for pennies. They used to make me sit outside. Every single one of those jobs, all of those supervisors told me, that I didn't belong there. Every single one. Gail, right. I'd never forget Gail. Her name was Gail Cobb. Uh, it was an industrial acoustics company. She said, we are moving in another direction. You just don't fit in here. Yeah. Hey, you had the right. hmm? You had that other face? That was I the first face. face? Oh, my God. Person. Young struggle person. face for sure. <laughs> nah, my wasn't, mine wasn't too bad. Like I said, I did telemarketing. But I remember uh, my wife, she sold mattresses. And she had to go to... In the projects And sell mattress In the projects So she would have to go From what? door to door It was crazy It was definitely crazy Who is buying mattresses You can find a mattress In the projects That's right Ain't number box the springs in the, She was selling box springs In the projects but she, but she, right. she would go in the projects and, and me or her mother Would wait out downstairs oh. That's the way we made money Back then Were they air mattresses? No regular mattresses You used to make her Go hustle mattresses I didn't make her go hustle I didn't make her Oh cause hustle. he said He waited in the car no, And that's how I made her Make nah, her money back You definitely said Waited in the car I was like a protection No you're a liar You said you and her mom Waited in the car Oh, that's no, what you either her mom would take her, I would take her as protection because she would go in the hood, she would knock on the doors. Hey, 
I got a mattress from whatever mattress company it is. She definitely supposed to take her recliner. Yo, shut up. Oh, 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 it was like a legit company. Yes. I was like, I would never date no man that would be like, yeah, I'm about to um, drop you off in the hood so you can go sell your mattresses. I'll be back to get you with your car. What? <laughs> you used to sell mattresses? It was like 17 years old, 18 And then years you old. made her suffer for 10 years on one? Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't stand you. Make the calls, I yo. This, yo, he crazy. I should fight him, right? You gotta you read his book, Jess. You been too. In the book, she, he said that he didn't make he didn't make his wife orgasm for ten years. From it, that's in his book. That's in your book. Yes, he put that in his book. In oh, now, hold on, Shanice. No, I gotta no, play no, 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 so when we were first going together, I was 16, she was 50. When we first okay. started having sex, I didn't know what I was doing. I used to uh -huh. watch porn and think, bang, 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 bang. Uh -huh. It didn't work. Ten oh. years later, my mouth game was good. Okay. But just my peen game wasn't good. And one time we got into an argument and then she was like, that's why I ain't 10 years. Oh, hell no. Yeah, for real? Yeah, yeah. It hurt Dang. me. I was hurt. I cried. Oh. But we over there now. That was yeah, a long time ago. Okay, we over okay. there now. Yeah, yeah. But he keeps bringing it up. Just look Traumatizing disgusting. me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shanice, I'm sorry. Hey, man, what's going on over there? Charlemagne bothering me and bugging me and, 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 and traumatizing me, bringing me back to old stuff. <laughs> he wrote it in a book. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, y'all? Yeah, y'all know Shanice today. What's happening? Now, Shanice, what is the worst job well, that you have, mama? Well, first off, I'm going to say, y'all y'all hold music suck. Y'all can get some back home. But the worst job I had, I had one. We need what? I'm sorry. I hold music. I hold music sucks. <laughs> Oh, the worst job I had, y'all, I was selling knives. I was trying to go door to door selling knives. Oh my God, YouTube girl, yes, that that pyramid scheme company crap. Yeah, I remember that, girl, yes. So and you were sitting in the class, they really got you thinking that you gonna be the best knife seller in the hood. <laughs> I swear, I thought <laughs> I was chef. Listen, if you sell this knife that cuts a penny, you will win a thousand dollars on your next bonus. Me being nineteen, I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to be rich by the time I'm twenty. Y'all ain't gonna yes. tell me nothing. Come to find out, they were definitely a Ponzi scheme. And then I heard they were trafficking girls. No. Oh my God. Damn. I'm not surprised, but yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Thank you, Shanice. I don't think I don't think there's no knife sharper to sharp enough to cut a penny. I don't know, I but don't that's what so. they used to sell. Is like they used to them little, you know, them little pyramid schemes. Yeah. Like you know, Master P be doing them. Pierce. They the um they you know he had. Oh no, that's a seminar. My bad. It's still scam, scam, scam. Same thing. All right, so it's but you know he they used to the, the knife cutting classes and they make you feel like you can go out there and sell them and be yeah. rich. And they used to get all the little young girls. Oh my god, they was sex trafficking people then because it makes perfect sense. Oh yeah, because they get the young girls to buy. Yeah, into everybody. It, oh, it was a whole sense. bunch of young. We were all young, mm -hmm. like in our teens. Hello, who's this? Good morning, this is your girl Ecstasy. Still for X. Hey X, what, what was the worst job you had, Mama? She was a stripper. Ecstasy. Oh gosh. <laughs> my um my worst job was working in a terminating company, and uh, one of the guys came back with a tape and um, some of the leg bugs escaped, and I got attacked, and I'm allergic to the bites. Found that out the hard way. You got bit by a snake? No bed bugs. Oh bed bugs. No bed bugs. Oh wow. Damn, so you were an exterminator they, um, and you were allergic to bed bugs. No, I was working in the company. I was a salesperson, but, you know, I was a dispatcher also. One of the new uh, guys put the tank in. The bed bugs escaped. He got, he, got, he got fired, but I got attacked. I was allergic. I had to go be in the hospital on Benadryl and stuff. Oh, Damn. so stripping yeah. wasn't her worst job. 
Okay. You um, did use the strip, though, right, yeah, man? I would have went to the club, too. <laughs> no, I did not use the strip. Uh, oh. And also, I want to elaborate on what Justin was talking about earlier. I do get along with my baby father just as much as you do. Oh, as good. As we got in common. Um, good. Um, I even babysit his other kids while him and his girlfriend a lot. So. Oh, that's dope. You that's do that, Justin? That's amazing, huh? You, yeah. do, you do that? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Back in the day. Mm-hmm. Before yeah. I got real busy, yeah. Thank yeah, you, X. All right, 800-585-1051. We're talking your worst job. What was it? Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. 
Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and sociopolitical factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about what's some of the worst jobs you've ever had, all right? 800-585-1051. We got Stacy on the line. Stacy, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Stacy. What's the worst job you ever had? The worst job I ever had is he was working at Amazon, bro. Was Amazon wow. that bad? Wow. Yeah, man. It, 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 it was pretty bad. Charlemagne, Jess, what's up, man? What up, man? Peace, King. I come inside and it smelled like vinegar. You know when you get some new clothes and they got that, that stinky vinegar smell? Mm. No, so new clothes no. don't be smelling yeah, like no stinky don't smell vinegar. Like no damn vinegar. Depending on where it comes yeah, from, yeah. You no, know, depending on where it comes from. Yeah. You know, Jesse, you, you got me. Please yeah, that's please. what they don't um, ever buy new clothes. That's why they share clothes. So that's why they, yeah. So I came in fresh off the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So wasn't really nobody in there. So I come in, they bring me in with this lady who's been coughing all day, mm. man. It was terrible. So that's just the one point. We get inside the factory. And they got forklifts all around the plant, stuff going high up to the building, but they want me to lift up a box from one side of the room to walk over to the other side of the room all day, back and forth. That's it. Mm, did you get and, fired? Uh, I'm listening. No, I ain't get fired. I, I walked out and never came back. Mm. I said, where you work now? I took my lunch outside, grabbed my lunch. You said where I work right now? Yeah. Uh, I work in the office right now. I work in HR, so I, I handle payroll. Hey, oh, that's dope. You came up, King. Okay. Yes, he did. Oh, yeah. hey, at, it's at always going to be an upgrade every time. Oh, at, at Amazon or somewhere else? Somewhere else. No, I had to get up out of there. Oh. I took a lunch and never came back. Well, I respect you, my brother. That's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love you. Right. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Dwayne. Dwayne, uh, what's up? Really. We're talking about the worst jobs you had, brother. 
Yeah, man. The worst job I had, uh, I was in college, and I was selling knives. Well, you sold knives Dang. too. Boy. The second person that called that was selling knives. Yeah. Yeah, just um, go out, got an old spiel. Got to show them how to cut a rope, mm-hmm. uh, cut a penny. It's a whole display. And just having to try, having to try, having to try to buy a package for me. Question, did them knives ever cut them pennies? <laughs> the shears, the, the kitchen shears. Did the shears cut the pennies? It did. Oh, okay. This the thing. Yeah. It was Thank their you. pennies. It was what? Oh, it was their. It was oh, their, their pennies. Yeah, we couldn't. We couldn't use one from from our pocket. They had their pennies, so oh. they probably. It wasn't you know, even real pennies. Probably was probably chocolate. Not, you know. Hello, um, who's this? It's Lisa from Jersey. Hey, Lisa from Jersey. What's the worst job you got? So I used to work for a medical answering service where we answer for like doctors' offices, lawyers' offices, collision centers. It wasn't the job. Thank you. I had a manager who was a little bit unbalanced and would literally come to work with different personalities. Mm, I like a little unbalanced. (laughs) (laughs) What does little unbalanced mean? Like uh, schizophrenic? Yeah. Like Bipolar? I wouldn't say schizophrenic. If you ever seen the United States of Tara, like Shorty literally had different personalities. She would come in different names. She had different habits, different uh, voice and everything. Like she used to come as a different person every other day. Maybe she was a shapeshifter and you didn't appreciate her. Oh, oh. Listen, I will be an unappreciating, shape-shifting person then. <laughs> Not as my boss. Okay. Thank you, Mama. Hello, who's this? This is Dominique. Hey, Dominique. We're talking about some, some horrible jobs you've had. I had one work job. I worked for a closet, like, uh, builder company, like, organization company. Uh-huh. Can't say the name. But I was uh, fired while I was eight months pregnant for asking for maternity you were fired eight months pregnant, yeah. so you sued them. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you win? I did. I did. And if I, w- I want to say something about what you guys were talking about earlier about, like, baby daddy brothers. Baby daddy brothers. Yep, yep. Just hilarious. Right. Yeah. Got one. Salute the room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I love the conversation, but I am a product of that. My mom and dad have not been for about 30 years. I'm 35. And they are a... Uh, they talk every day. They're like, they're 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 very like lock tight. Like, but mm-hmm. have the wife and everything. Mm-hmm. My mom, my dad, and the wife they travel together, not in the same hotel, but they they're cool as hell. Yeah. Big threesomes. And see, this is first of all, grow up. No. <laughs> this is amazing because it's it's interesting to hear it from the child's point of view. That's you true. will be Thank my you, son buddy. one day. That's that, this will be my son one day. Yes, yes. That's yeah. right. That's and right. it ain't always been like that. But yeah, like, right. Uh, Same. As I got older, they they're, they're like sick of these. Yeah, really good. Thank you for that. Well, thank you, Mama Dominique. You're welcome. And shout out, uh, Charlamagne. I just left Monk's Corner, South Carolina. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. You already know, mm. 843, we out here. What's happening? Out here. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Mama. What's the moral of the story if there's a moral? I forgot what we was even talking about. Bad jobs. Mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah. They keep going back to me because they want me to be the, the third host. But go ahead. Okay, Ooh, Big Jess. You know what I'm saying? What's up? <laughs> that's why they keep going back to me. So, yeah, that that is. that. That's the moral of the story. You can be your baby father, brother, or sister. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That's the moral, like y'all know that's the moral. Uh, uh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something like respect your job, you know, and it take you to someplace oh, else yeah, in life. Jobs. Uh, that's what we was on. We was on jobs. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there's two morals. So the other moral is, um, you can you can succeed with a nine to five. 
Okay, whatever. Okay. <laughs> all right. We just winging it. I told you we had a long night last night. Jesus Christ. All, all right. right. We was out all drinking right. reposado and You can succeed and with the nine to five is, is good. That, that is true. All right, That's yeah. why I said I don't feel like there's any, any such thing as a, a worse job. It may be a job you don't like. Right. But it's not a worse job. A, 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 a honest living is an honest living, man. Yeah. Worst job I ever really had, truthfully, was selling crack. That was the worst job. Why? Because you got on it? <laughs> That's usually why people ain't selling it. It's like, dang, I done got on it now. My eyes look like this. Man. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> now I got a struggle face. And now I got to go to Maryland to see the Derby's house. <laughs> Salute to Dr. Natasha Sandy, baby. Boom, I'm coming, baby. Jesus Christ. All right, we got Jess with the mess coming up. Yes, we do. Um, but I have shows in Buffalo this uh, Friday and Saturday, y'all. So make sure I get y'all tickets at justlariusofficial.com. I will be at Helium in Buffalo. Hey. Um, now, moving on. Uh, Meek Mill encourages young kids to clean up the content of his raps. Okay. Of their raps? Of No, it, they wrote his. Okay. They keep writing me wrong stuff. I'm going to read it just like that. Well, okay. maybe he's talking yeah. to a specific kid. Okay, no, to, yeah. to the young man's. We'll find out. We'll find out when we come back. Encourages young kids to clean up the content of his raps. Okay, all right. Yeah, thank you, Envy. I, I, I read it the right way the first time. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, we'll get to that next. Is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious is here, our co host. I am. And let's get to the rumors. It's Jess with the mess. Am I using my This is the rumor report. Am I using On the Breakfast Club. That is the right intro. That's the one you like. Yes, that's the one I like. Mm -hmm. Meek Mill encourages a young rapper to ditch violent rhymes after hearing him freestyle. So Meek Mill was parked in Philly and um, some young elementary school kid, um, it was a group of kids or whatever, they approached him and asked to rhyme for him, you know, asked to rap for him. Mm -hmm. And they looked to be about 10. And so he was surprised by the content of the kids' raps, but because they're so young it was violent it had a lot of curse words in it so Meek encouraged the boys to change the nature of their music and this is what he said to them hey, give me something five five watch your guy hit the floor you know on my be wanting to smoke now just ain't gonna bust out with that drink get the thumping and my heart get pumping just can't ask on can't go back bro and no mind that be slime turn up the scope I'm in the video so you know I'm 50 now I ain't worried about in that position Oh, y'all talking all that crazy stuff, though. Y'all got to rap another. about y'all life, too, though. Like, you got a good one? I need that good stuff, though. You got right, yeah. Go ahead. I be hitting from my heart, I from my heart game. I be that thing, shit, you keep it G. And I got never saw watch TVs. I be rolling, yeah, but not saying I ain't crazy. I like man, how you backing your man you up. I got it, though. Those in that bitch, tissue, motherfucking choke. Hit a double X, no, I'm finna blow. They take shit, cause I'm shit. What do you like? They be talking. You got to turn your cuss words down so you get on Spotify, YouTube. Meek not wrong, you know, yeah. but, but you got to practice yeah. what you preach, though. Yeah, because they they might, he might be their favorite rapper. That's yeah, what I'm that's saying. These kids are influenced Those kids by learn from him. Different you know? artists, and, and probably, like you said, they get it from there, and they think it's cool, and that's yeah. what they want to do. They idolize whoever, you know, whoever their favorite rapper yeah. is. Meek just has to make sure he's always that example mm-hmm. for those kids, because, you know, once you have that conversation with those kids, and then they hear your next record, yep. you talking the violence yep. and mm-hmm. cursing, they're going to be like, well, didn't you tell us not to? Yeah. You just got to make sure you practice what you preach, and that's because, all. Because, and you know, at the same time, it is always good to grow. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he probably wouldn't have said this five, six years ago. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's he true. probably thought that was cool, applauded it. But he's you're been cool a now. lot. He's been, huh? You and me cool now? Probably not. I remember when you jumped on me I on Instagram one time. Yeah, that's the problem. I can, I, I love the people that I talk about. They mm-hmm. just don't like me after they get talked about. Got and you. they laugh at Just With The Mess until they in it. <laughs> got you. That's crazy. But I'm glad that he <laughs> has changed. Because he's been through a lot. And I feel like mm-hmm. he, I see Meek's growth, you know. Um, oh, even, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So I, mm-hmm. I, I really love that. Okay, 
Krishan Rock says she's turning her trauma and drama into money. So Krishan Rock hopped on live and she was talking about her relationship with Blueface. And um, I don't really have much reporting to do because this is what she said. She can tell the story. He tried to like put it all on me for real and then like it on me. And you just this goofy bitch. This goofy bitch is making us some money. This goofy bitch is making us headlines. This goofy bitch has got us a TV show that can also end up into a real movie because this is a documentary series this is not no fucking reality tv show this is our life this is some relatable shit. i'm kind of making my trauma and drama money like make you stop like keep like stop quit it mm. i've been getting so mad for her why i've been getting so mad for her because everything she's saying is true i'm, I'm glad that she's seeing it now like mm -hmm. yeah all these people that surround you making money off you mm -hmm. zeus money off you your your boyfriend your sometimes boyfriend making money off you your boyfriend mother everybody that you didn't beat up is still making money off you you get what i'm saying mm -hmm. like and she has a more of a clear head now that she's pregnant and mm -hmm. i think that she's really seeing it for what it is although she still loves him and she's not ready to walk away mm -hmm. she in certain contracts she can't get out of now because she's seeing clearer they they like to keep her high and drunk up even mm -hmm. though ain't no gun being you know, put, put to her head, head but yeah. still, it's a lot of heavy influence. They want to keep her drunk. Every time she go do something, they this nigga put a bottle in her hand. Yeah, she said she profiting off her trauma and drama, yeah. but it's a lot of other people profiting off, profiting her trauma off and of drama it too. too. Right. And she knows that they are. You mm -hmm. know, trust me. Like this pregnancy, everybody was talking down on it, but this baby gonna do big things for her. I, I it's gonna turn her into who I think. Um, she she should be and she's gonna be. And, and you know her, right? That's your old classmate or something, right? Nah, yo, it's like no, third yo, time you said that, you know, right, right? Everybody in Baltimore didn't go to the same. School. Everybody in Baltimore do not know each other. I've mm -hmm. never met this girl ever in my life. Oh, okay. Um, I've never talked to her, never even seen it in person. I sent her a DM, um, and she sent one back, and that was it. I just reached out to her, but I don't really try to, you know, reach. Out. I would have been trying to reach out and try to. You know, do all that I can fix her mess, but yeah. she too into it right now. Mm -hmm. She she got that's something you gotta keep going through until you hit bottom with that. Mm -hmm. But surely after her live surface, Blueface did a lot of a live of his own. As bad as I don't want to hear his voice, like real bad. I want to play it. The is so dumb. She said the baby's not gonna stop me from going on the road and getting money and hustling and doing what I need to do. I said, who gonna watch the baby? Why you on the road? Hustling. She said, I'm gonna have an on the road nanny. If you think you finna take my newborn baby from the day she born to the day she's at least three years old on the road anywhere on a plane on a tour bus for longer than 48 hours, you're smoking. <laughs> this is a baby. And when I leave the house, you're gonna be at home with the baby. This I'm not telling the to get an abortion for me. I'm telling her to get an abortion for her. Everybody knows when women have babies. They're destined to be the nurturing, care, and in charge of the baby, right? Once you have this baby, bitch, your world stops. The baby comes first. Everything you want to do <laughs> comes after that. The dysfunction is he crazy. Just, yo, it's so weird, yo. He really pisses me off. First of all, yo, he's on live with his baby mother, mm -hmm. like the one that he has his, his, his son with, mm -hmm. talking about Krishan. Mm -hmm. Then he turns to the baby like, I, she talking about I'ma wash the baby I, Like I'ma wash the baby When the last time I washed you Have I ever washed you For more than 24 hours And Damn. the dumb baby The dumb ass baby mother In the back Like No you never did So stupid Yeah that's like, nothing to I, brag about As a man Nothing to brag about And then <laughs> and then, what are you doing Why can't you watch your baby You always on stage Performing with With Krishan You get stuff through At you all the time I don't know why My little sister got me Watching this, this baddies crap And, and it's like Yo 
Yo, he don't do nothing but stand there with a bottle, watch her perform, and then he walk his little clown ass back to wherever they go, and he get in the car, they drive off. That's it. Why? You don't do nothing. You don't do music. You don't do anything. She's taking care of you, for real. She's taking care of you. She's taking care of your baby and your other baby mother. And and I, I just don't understand. She got enough money to get a nanny. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even want this 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 guy around my kid anymore. I wonder, if they, I wonder if they really like yeah. that in real life. Like, I, I really... I wonder, I wonder if behind the scenes... They're really cool and peaceful with each other, but, but in front not. of the camera, I don't, I don't think so. They do not. that because that's that is the business, right? No, because no. I mean, people caught them fighting after leaving the restaurant yeah. and things yeah. like that, just yeah. on you know regular it's, cell phones. So yeah. I don't think so. I but, don't think it's the acting bone in Krishan's body with her trauma. I think everything is real. Well, I pray for healing for the both of them, and I pray that they end up having uh, the emotional maturity that you and you and Rome have yeah. at Child, some point please. as they co-parent. All right, I'm gonna well. be our baby father. That's it. <laughs> All right, now, see, you're spreading rumors again. There you go. That's just with the mess, y'all. People's Choice mixes up next. We got more with Jess Hilarious and more, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. I want to salute to you guys again. Uh, The way that you guys are supporting me for my uh, Memphis car show, May 28th, and my Houston car show, Father's Day weekend, uh, which is also Juneteenth weekend, uh, in Houston I'm so excited Of course it's New York Versus Houston So if you haven't Put your car in the show As of yet Make sure you do that And you can just email me DJNVCarshow At gmail.com You can click the link In my bio for tickets And I appreciate you guys And don't cash app anybody I am not accepting cash app That is a scam So if you're cash apping Somebody to pay for tickets That is not true Now also this weekend Jess is going to be Out in Albany I will be in Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo, New York. my bad. Yeah, see, I, my, I, I knew somewhere upstate. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Buffalo, New York at the Helium uh, Comedy Club. Friday and Saturday. We got two shows on Friday and two shows on Saturday. Get your tickets at justhilariousofficial.com or www.helium.com. Um, Saturday is sold out, guys. That's how much y'all love me. But Friday early show is not. So get the last minute tickets. I can't wait to see you, Buffalo. And um, this is our good sister, Jess Hilarious. This is her last day with us for now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sadly. Just now, first I hate all, to see you leave. Yeah, but why do you have to announce it? They didn't know. They, everybody think I'm coming tomorrow. <laughs> and, and, you never, and you never know what Jess. Jess just pulls up. Yeah. It, well, she can. Yeah. B- I ain't got no problem with they that. They already said I was coming tomorrow. Why are you going to tell them I'm not now? My bad. Thank you. Jesus. I'll all see right. y'all next week. All right. Who's coming <laughs> on? <Charlie? laughs> uh, next week, actually. Nobody's coming tomorrow? No, we got somebody tomorrow. Oh, Bow Wow? No, ain't no damn Bow Wow. Uh, Gia Peppers is oh, oh. up tomorrow. Gia Peppers. Gia Peppers. My oh, wife I'm sorry. Gia, God damn. Gia, Gia, okay. Gia hate when I do that, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. Aww. I'm sorry, Gia. Okay. Gia Peppers. Gia Peppers. We'll be here tomorrow. Okay. All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive notice. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, man. Uh, first of all, I want to salute everybody that's going to be joining myself and Bishop T.D. Jakes tonight at uh, the City College of New York. Uh, you know, D- Bishop T.D. Jakes has a book out called Disruptive Thinking. So tonight we're having a disruptive conversation. Uh, me and the good Bishop D. Nice is providing the soundtrack. Uh, it's a sold out event, man. So salute to everybody who bought tickets. We'll see you tonight. And the positive note is simply this. Let the version of yourself that you were teach you. Let the version of yourself that you are currently comfort you. Let the version of yourself that you are becoming inspire you. You are the version that you need and needed to be in every phase of your journey. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. 
this time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the gangster chronicles Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.